You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? I am excellent. What can I help you with? Um, so I'm kind of just starting out in my post-bac pre-med journey, I guess for about a year now. Um, so I'm like a third of the way into it. Okay. Um, I, I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse for about two years, or I guess just over two years now. Um, and like throughout, I guess like when I started nursing school, I just kind of was like, uh, you know, being, med, being a doctor would be fun. Um, and like kind of directing the care of patients is something that like I've been more drawn to and more attracted to. Okay. Um, so I was always like, no, I don't think I could do it. I'm probably not smart enough. My GPA is not good enough. Kind of like <laughs> put myself down. And then I was like, you know what? Why not me? Um, Why so not? I made that like, Love exactly. It. So I kind of made that, um, that step, I guess sometime last summer. And I started taking Gen Chem 1 and Gen Chem 2. Um, I took those first semester fall last year or, and then spring. Okay. And then now I'm taking pre-calc to take physics. So still kind of early on, okay. um, but just some general questions, just kind of like, Cause my GPA wasn't that great. Like I had, like, I think this says like a three, four ish. So it's not like okay. the best. It's not I terrible. Prove, do you, yeah. do you know the trends involved there? There's not really a trend. It's okay. kind of like, so, cause I was not a nursing major to start out and I kind of fell into it because I took this other class and I was like, Oh, doing CPR is cool. So I was like, <laughs> let me look into other things. Staying so alive, I, staying alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I just, you know, fell into that and I was like trying to look for other things I was like maybe PA school and I didn't think my GPA would be good enough for PA school so I went to nursing just thinking I was going to do nursing and then I eventually found out I was like no I want to be a doctor so um so the trend is like kind of like you know here and then it goes up when I'm taking my prereqs and the nursing school kind of like just goes back down so it's not really a trend so I'm hoping or what I might, cause I'm going to do a post-bac. I'm not going to do like a master's or anything. Okay. And the post-bac is just going to consist mostly of the prereqs and maybe some upper level science courses. Okay. Will that count as like the last 30 to 60, like yeah. trend? Will that count as an upward trend? Definitely. Okay. Assuming you get good grades. Get, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Assuming that I get good grades. Yeah. Um, so then that kind of goes into my second question of like proving that um, I like it's, rigorous enough so mm-hmm. i still work full-time i have to work full-time just to support myself yep um so i'm only able to take about eight hours per semester okay um do you think that's enough because i'm taking i'm scheduled to take ochem and then bio one in the fall and okay. then second courses in the spring yeah what do you think what's the alternative or- I, I mean, I guess quit working, but I, I can't do that. So. <laughs> so so basically you're saying there is no alternative. Yeah. So I guess that's it. Okay. There, there's your okay. answer. All right. So if they come sense. to you and say, why did you only take eight semester credit hours at a time? And you're like, I was working full time as a nurse. Gotcha. Didn't have okay. the bandwidth. Well, yeah, that's true. All right. Well, yeah. I guess that's good news. So, so ultimately, let me expand on that, right? Because ultimately the question will come down to... Will there be some schools that don't like that? Maybe. Maybe. You can't control that. Mm-hmm. Right? So my biggest mission in this life is to make sure that you're doing the things that you need to do for you, first and foremost. And trying to play the game of, should I do this? Should I do that? Will this look better? Will that look better? Like, ultimately, the question comes down to what works for you. Gotcha. Now, theoretically do you do you live alone do you have a roommate uh, no, i have a 
roommate. You know? So you have a roommate. Theoretically, you could get two more roommates and, and the cost of your, uh, your rent goes down. Theoretically, mm-hmm. you could move out, break your lease, and go move back in with parents if that's an option, right? There, mm-hmm. there are very extreme ways of saying, oh, now I can go take a full course load. Gotcha. But that's not super logical. You're working as a nurse. It's amazing clinical experience, obviously. You're, you're, you're doing good work, taking care of patients. So keep doing that. And you may have to explain why you only took eight credit hours. And there may be a school or two or however many that aren't going to like that if they're looking at your schedule going only eight credit hours and they don't bother to look at your activities to see what you're doing. That may happen, but you can't control that. So don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, That's good news to hear. Um, So that kind of leads to my other question. So I'm taking a, because in order to take physics, you have to take pre-calc. I'm taking the non-calculated space physics. Um, this pre-calc class that I'm in is like, there's no lecture. You have to teach yourself. It's five credit hours and it's yeah. 10 weeks over the summer. And uh, it's kicking my butt for sure. Yeah. So I'm not, I have a C in it. I think I'm like right on the CB edge right there. Tomorrow's the last day to withdraw if I were to withdraw. And I don't know necessarily what would be better. Like if I ended up with a C in the class, is that really going to hurt my, okay. Because I yeah. know it's not like a technical prereq, but it's also like it's not, it back work. Like, it'd but be it's like a like, five credit grade. So yeah. you don't want five credits of a C on your post back work when your goal is as close to perfect as possible. Okay. So if you so can withdraw, it, no harm, no foul. I I would withdraw. It it may screw up your timeline because it's not going to let you take physics when yeah. when you're planning on it. Um, so you have to work that into the equation. Maybe, I mean, ultimately the question is, why are you struggling with it? Yeah. And if you can potentially find another physics class that doesn't have a, a pre-calc or calc prerequisite, can you go take that? But then are you shooting yourself in the foot because you don't have that math foundation that's going to help you do well in physics? So you just yeah. have to figure that out for yourself. Yeah. And that's kind of my thought. Cause I tried to do this same class, like in the fall of last semester. And I was like, there's no way. Cause like I hadn't taken a math class in like four or five years. So like mm-hmm. trying to reach myself some algebra while learning pre-calc in a condensed time, it's just yeah. like not. Um, and I, I, I was doing terribly in the first little bit and I kind of like got some study habits down, but by that time it's like pretty much too late. Cause you're halfway through the course. Yeah. So um, I guess like, I'll probably just have to withdraw and then because I I now that I have the study habits down, I know I could do it again and at least get a B, if not an A the next time. So I think that I'll probably work I, I lose a thousand dollars for paying for the class, but a thousand dollars. They don't, they don't give it back to you if you withdraw. Mm-hmm. I was gonna withdraw earlier when I realized how bad I was doing, and then it was like I was only gonna get like two hundred and fifty dollars of it back. So then I was like, Well, I guess I gotta keep going. And then I was like, now I'm just kind of in this, now I'm going to lose it all and I get a W instead of. That's know. painful. Yeah, it's rough, but we'll see, I guess. So, uh, <laughs> no, we won't. That's good we won't I see. <laughs> I get it. See. We won't see. There you go. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's uh, some good information too. Um, some other questions I have written down here. Um, so my first two classes, my Gen Chems class and then this one, those two were online because I was a travel nurse for the first, like, like the last half of the second semester or the first semester and then all the second semester. So I wasn't able to be in class. Um, I'd like to continue travel nursing. Mm-hmm. However, like how bad would it look if my classes were 
online with labs? Like, is that just not the best look or? It, exactly. That, right? It's not okay. the best look. There are, and I, I mentioned this in another Ask Dr. Gray recently, Hopkins is the first major institution that I know of that basically changed their whole um, uh, their whole process to basically say online classes are perfectly fine. Okay. No matter when, right? Pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, during pandemic, we now accept online classes and don't think, hopefully, any less of them. Okay. Right. And and to me, it's like this this um uh the if if a medical school is going to say, oh, we won't accept online classes only during the pandemic, we don't like them. I would go to them and go, well, are are you not allowing your medical students to graduate because they did medical school online during that time? And they'll go, no, no, it's fine. Well, then why? Like, why? Yeah. It's a little hypocritical. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. Would it change? So like, because I live in Nashville, there are like three or four private schools mm -hmm. in Nashville and like the closest public schools, like an hour and a half away besides community colleges. So I've taken my class at community colleges. Okay. If they're online at a community college, does that look even worse than <laughs> as bad? Or... Maybe, right? Okay. Maybe. Again, you, you can't control how medical schools are going to look at things. The only thing that you can do is do what's going to work best for you, knowing that, yeah, online may hurt you for some schools. Community college may hurt you for uh, at some schools. Online at community college may, may hurt you at some schools. So again, you, you can only do what you can do and hope that works out. Gotcha. And I figured like do well in those classes, do well in the MCAT that will kind of negate any sort of exactly. doubts about, okay, cool. Exactly. That's and and, you, and your that. GPA from when you went to through nursing school isn't horrible, right? You said three, four-ish. Right. So it's it's not like you're you're trying to make up for a two point seven GPA. So I, I think you'll be okay. Um and I don't know if this is uh, this this might be a more like school dependent like depends on each school, but like for nursing, we had to take like anatomy and physiology, mm -hmm. an intro to chem class, a microbiology class, and then a uh what was the other one? A patho class. Mm -hmm. But the, I know the A and P, they're not counting as prereqs because they're nursing and allied mm -hmm. health, like specific ones. So those won't count yep. as like a prereq, but will they count as like, um, like towards my BCPM GPA? Like, yes. Since they're not. Okay, cool. So yeah, that's good. Cause I have A's in those classes. Yeah. So. Yeah. So science GPA, that, that all works out the same, whether it's, okay. um, typically, typically right now, now go to AMCAS and look at what they consider science GPA. There's, there's some weirdness, but even if it's kind of labeled as maybe an allied health, which may not typically be considered science, if it's anatomy and physiology, it should be considered science. So it's always confusing for students, the, the whole kind of course classification guide that the schools put out or not schools, the, the application services put out, because it looks like it's pretty firm. Like, if it's this, then it's this. If it's that, then it's that. But ultimately, it's up to you to decide how to categorize it. And then it's up to AMCAS, ACOMAS, and TMDSAS to adjudicate it, to actually confirm or deny. And so the, the example I always give is, just because something's labeled as a bio course, right? Bio 
350, whatever that is, right? Doesn't mean it's a bio course. Doesn't mean it's biology that counts as science because there are random bio 350 courses that are writing for biologists. That's an English course, right? So you just have to use your best judgment and go, this is anatomy and physiology. I don't care that it's under this other course classification. It's anatomy and physiology. That is science. I'm going to mark that as a science course. Cool. Because all those I got, I mean, I got A's and pretty much everyone except patho I got a B. And so I was really hoping that that would kind of boost my science GPA because the two science courses I took like way back in my sophomore year was two C's. So yeah. Yeah. And, and to your point, right. You, you had said, you know, they don't really count as prereq. So that's the big misconception that a lot of people have, especially coming from the nursing field is usually a lot of times that the, the chemistry, bio, physics, whatever, those are all chemistry for nurses, chemistry or whatever. And those will not count as prereqs that, that schools want. Okay, cool. And that's why I wasn't like, if it was not going to count as a prereq, would it still, you know, help me as far as like yep. science GPA or whatever? Definitely. Um, so my other questions, since I'll be taking eight hours needing to study for those classes and I'm working full time, it's going to be kind of tough to fit in volunteer shadow hours on like my one day off. Yep. So do you think at least shadow hours, I'm in the hospital 36 to 48 hours a week. Yep. Have you heard of anybody trying to use like that in place of having as much? Because of course there's going to be times where I over breaks and stuff where I can get shadow hours, but I may not have enough. Yep. Um, you know, as you know, maybe the average applicant does or whatever. Um, yeah. So will my clinical experience be able to compensate for that fact? I I never like to think of things as compensating for or making up for. So being a nurse, obviously, amazing clinical experience, and that will looked uh, will be looked upon. The highly favorably. And I think you should get shadowing when you can. Now, do you need 100 hours of shadowing? No. Do you need 50? Probably not. But can you sneak in for a half a day every few months and go shadow someone? Sure, you can do that. And and I, I always talk about it because a lot of nurses will push back on me. Like, what do you mean I have to shadow? Like, I'm working with the doctors all the time. I'm like, yes, you're working in one specific facet of their job. You're doing all of your job. The goal of shadowing is to go see what all of their job looks like because you only see one small part of it. So go with them when they're not at the bedside with nurses or not at the nurse's station talking with nurses or not doing patient rounds with the whole team. Like go see what else they're doing and make sure that that you're okay with all of that too. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. Don't forget to check out our amazing Facebook group, The Hangout, at medicalschoolhq.net slash group. 